Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 1. Every wise woman buildeth her house, but the foolish plucketh it down with her hands. I want to I want to preach on this and, and the title may may put some people off. I hope not. Anyway, don't get worried about it. The lost art of homemaking. The lost art of homemaking. Let's pray. Señor Jesucristo, bendecimos tu hermoso nombre. Te damos gracias por el privilegio que nos has concedido estar aquí. Señor, sentir tu presencia, tu mano poderosa sobre nosotros. Bendice cada madre que esté presente aquí. Ayúdanos, Señor, honrar nuestras madres, nuestras esposas. Bendice tu palabra, la predicación de ella. Señor, toca corazones, te pido en este día. Y Señor, todo pedimos en el nombre del Señor Jesucristo, dándote honra, alabanza y gloria. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. God bless you. We honor our mothers today. It's a very special day. And without a doubt, our mothers are special every day, and our wives are special. I would say that, that you know, I'm, I'm the executive at headquarters. I'm the elected official in our family. But I would not be where I am if it were not for my wife. I would not be what I am if it were not for my wife. And I do honor her, and, and I love her. Uh, I love her a little more on Mother's Day. Um, I guess you're supposed to say something like that. You know, it's extra special on Mother's Day. I hope I honor her every day, but I do honor her on Mother's Day. And um, it's kind of funny. In our family, we have, we've been traveling for Mother's Day, Father's Day, birthdays, anniversaries, just our schedule, our lifestyle. This year for our anniversary, I'm taking her to Kyrgyzstan, where nobody wants to go. <laughs> but we're going to Kyrgyzstan, and, and uh, it's, it's work-related and stuff like that. But, um, and so, again, on Mother's Day, we're traveling, and... And we're out. But I got my wife probably the most romantic gift she's ever received for Mother's Day. It's already at home. It's probably about this big. And uh, it's a wood chipper. <laughs> for Christmas, I got a log splitter. <laughs> we kind of live on a farm, so <laughs> those are our gifts now. It's. Yeah, we just grow our own flowers. We don't buy flowers, and we get wood chippers for Mother's Day. So, and that's my Father's Day present as well, so we're happy. We're happy with that. But we do honor our mothers, and, and it is a very special time, and um, it's, it's, uh, it's good for us. And, and I don't think if, if someone is not able to be with their mother today, it's not the end of the world, and I think it's good to take a day to honor mothers and a day to honor fathers and all that stuff. But it's not necessarily the day that is so important. So there are some people, I, I'm not with my mother. She passed away um, 47 years ago. So I haven't been with my mother in quite a while. Um, and, and, you know, it, it, it just is what it is. And I realize other people are in my situation. Some people, your mother lives far. You're, you're not able to be with them. And, but you may get to be with them or you're with them last week or next week or stuff like that. But it is good for us to take a day to recognize our mothers and, and to place emphasis and importance on their lives and, and what they do. Now, the, the scripture that we read in Proverbs says, it is within the power of the mother to build up 
or destroy her home. It is within the mother's power to build her home or to destroy her home by her actions and her decisions. She can strengthen her home. She can fortify her home. She can build up her home. Or by her actions and her decisions, she can tear down her home. She can destroy her home. That's a pretty powerful scripture, in my opinion. And and the implications of a mother, the power of a mother are pretty important here. Now, depending on how we view home, depending on how we view what a home means, will determine the value we place on the role of a mother. If home is not important, then tear it down. If home doesn't mean anything, then wreck it and destroy it. But if home has value, then build it up, then protect it, then strengthen it. Now, when I talk about home, I'm talking not just about the place we live. To some people, home is only the place where they sleep. It's a home. It's a trailer. It's a pre-manufactured home. It's a, it's a this, it's a that. It's a two-bedroom, a four-bedroom. It's wherever they are. And that's what they consider home. And, and that, that can be home. And for some people, home is simply the family unit. And wherever family is, we're home. Wherever we are, we're home. I think it actually encompasses a little bit of all of that. And I realize that, that we don't value things. But there is something nice about coming home. There is something nice about sleeping in your own bed. There is something nice about the familiar of where you live and where you abide and where you are day after day after day. But I also realize, I recognize and understand, if your, your house is destroyed, if your residence is done away with, flood, a tornado, or earthquake, or fire, whatever happens to it, that, that the home can still be there because the home is the family. The home is that unit. So when I talk about that today, I'm not simply talking about building a house. I'm not simply talking about uh, when I say building up a home. It's not that I expect my wife to get out and we need a new extension on the house. Uh, there's the saw, there's the hammer and the nails and, and get to it and make an extension to the house. That's not what I'm talking about. But what I'm really talking about is that family unit, that home, that family, that house, not the physical, but that unit. Now, unfortunately for many people today in our society, especially in the United States of America, in a lot of Western culture, home is viewed as unnecessary and is viewed as unimportant. It's viewed as it doesn't matter and you don't really need it. The truth is, this is damaging to society because the home, the family, the house, if you will, what Proverbs is referring to was the first institution ordained by God. God didn't say, here's a church. God said, here's a family. Adam and Eve, it's not good that man dwells alone. It's not good because men by ourselves would be a wreck. Our wives help us to not be a wreck, and some of us struggle to still be a wreck. 
if the world was just men, it would be horrible. There would be a few colors and that's it. A lot of camo going on. A lot of primary colors going on. And the way we dress would be pathetic. My wife, I'm not going to say she dresses me every day. I can dress myself. Thank you. She does set out what I'm going to wear. I don't ask her to do it. I would do it. She doesn't want me to do it. There are times when she leaves, like she has a trip or she's gone. There have been moments of panic. I walk into the closet, and I don't even know. I'm just like, I'm going to Walmart or something. Can I wear that shirt with jeans? I think I can. I think I remember at one point I wore that. I think, does, what color T-shirt do I wear with this shirt? I'm not sure. Let's go with white. It goes with everything. Maybe not with that shirt, but anyway, I've, I've done it. I'm the guy that put on a corduroy shirt, a brown corduroy shirt and brown corduroy pants. And as I came down the stairs, my wife said, go back up. Something's got to change. <laughs> so I understand if, if we were left to our own devices, it would be a bad thing. Thank God for our wives. Thank God for our mothers. Thank God for that balance. Unfortunately, in society today, too many people, too many in, in, in positions of leadership and influence have said and taught and told, you don't need a family. You don't need the family unit. Women, you can have kids without a man. Well, technically, sort of, but you still need a man. Or you can do this and, and you can all that. No, it's God's unit is a family. God's unit is a man, a woman, and you have children. That's what God said. And before God instituted a church, he said, I need a family. That's his first unit. That's where it starts from. The family unit is the most important societal unit that exists today. It's more important than race. It's more important than ethnicity. It supersedes. The family unit is the most critical unit in society today. But unfortunately, it is menospreciado. <laughs> unfortunately, it is underappreciated. And sadly today, Many people have relinquished the role of education. Parents don't want to educate their children. Education begins and ends in the home. You may send your children to school, but their education begins with the mother. Praise God. Too many people have said, I'm going to rely on society to educate my children. I'm going to rely on the media and school and pop culture to educate them. They're going to get all they need. No, 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 no. And if you send them to school, that's great. I understand that. If you homeschool them, if you private school them, whatever kind of schooling they do. But education begins in the home, and it ends in the home. And there's a lot of re-education that has to happen in the home. I want to challenge us today. The Bible says that the wise mother can build up her home. She 
she can edify her home. She can strengthen that home. But if she's not wise, she can tear it down. I challenge the mothers today. Be careful what your children see. Be careful what they watch. Be careful what they read. Be careful where they go. I'm not saying shelter them from everything. Reality is reality. We had, uh, well, never mind. I won't even say, never mind. I, I'm not supposed to say anything about it, so I won't say anything about it. One of the greatest influences on a child is the mother. Is the mother. And it's true, you know it, and I know it. When children need the solace, they generally look to mother. Now, if they need protection, they generally look to dad. But if they need that warm embrace and if they need somebody to wipe away the tears, it's generally mom. Because dad will usually say, suck it up, it's no big deal. That's just a little bit of blood. Lick it off, you're good to go. Let's, let's roll here. But mom is going to, oh, poor baby, oh, let's get this. And dad's like, I don't got time for that. That's, yeah, it's, it ain't going to hurt. You're fine. Let's go. But the mom is a whole different thing. So my title today is The Lost Art of Homemaking. I'm not, I'm not just talking about the typical, the stereotypical view of Susie Homemaker, as we call it. And that in today's culture, today's society, homemaking is almost a dirty word. And too many mothers feel that they are unsuccessful if, quote unquote, all they do is stay at home and raise the children. I think some women get a job because they don't want to stay home and raise the children. I'm just going to let that one go right there. Y'all can deal with that later. I don't have a problem with the mother working outside of the home. I don't have any issues with that. That's your business. That's your family. That's how it is. But I have a big problem with those that want to minimize, with those that want to criticize, belittle, or condemn the mothers that choose to build the home. That I'm going to stay home. Not that you can't do it if you work outside. But in our society, if a mother stays home, She's called not a woman. She's not successful. She's not doing what she should be doing. She should be out running a Fortune 500 company. Let me tell you something. A stay-at-home mom is more work than running a corporation. And while you can try to boss your children around, your employees probably listen better than your children. Maybe yours are different. I don't know. But building a home is the most important thing that a mother can do. Raising children to be responsible, productive members of society is important. It's an important role, not just to the family. It is to the family. It keeps society functioning. It keeps society going. All of us could leave here today and break laws. We could break every law in the book. We could leave this place. We could go run past stop signs, blow through stoplights. And if all of us did it, there's not enough cops to track us down. 
We could start robbing stores today. We could start killing people today. We could start doing all manner of things today. But we don't. Why? Because we respect the law. And that respect for the law came because somebody somewhere at some time taught us. Don't do that. We don't do that. I'll never forget. I was, I don't know, I was probably five or six years old. I, it, it was a long time ago. We were visiting my grandmother, and uh, I, I thought God had just blessed me because we were in the checkout line at the grocery store. And remember those, uh, the bubble gum that used to be wrapped? I don't know what they call it anymore, but it was individual pieces wrapped, and you'd get them a little square thing. I don't know if they even sell them anymore. But the box was just open right there. And it was like my size, my height. No problem. So I took a couple and I had one. My dad didn't know when we got home and I'm chewing bubble gum. My dad's like, I didn't buy you bubble gum. Guilty as charged. My dad took me back to the store, paid for the bubble gum. Made me give it back and apologize for stealing bubble gum. I don't even know if I knew I was stealing, and I guess I probably did on some level. I don't even like bubble gum today. <laughs> Somebody somewhere, our society exists. I want you to understand this. I'm not saying this just to say it. Our society exists today. The rule of law exists today because we respect the law. We could break, we could all be transgressors today. We could all leave here and do anything we wanted to do. But somebody taught us not to do it. And in 90 plus percent of the cases, there was a mother that taught us, we don't do this. This is what we do. We don't do that. This is what we do. We respect the laws because of a mother's influence in our life. If we did not have that influence in our life, our society would not be what it is today. We are civil one to another. We may blow our horns at people every once in a while, maybe with justification, maybe with not justification. We're civil to people, we, 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 and generally we'll let people, if you need to get in the lane, if I see that you're turning, we can do that. Please let me in, and, and there's traffic, and, and we're nice to one another, and we say hi to one another, and we respect people, and we don't just go barging in somebody's home. Hey, I don't know you, but I, I, need, I need to borrow some tomatoes, so I'm just going to take some out of your house. We don't do that type of stuff because somebody taught us somewhere along the way to respect other people. What I'm talking about today is the role of a mother. Our whole society exists because of the influence of our mothers, because of the influence our wives have on our children. As men, we have it as well. But today I'm talking about the mother. Proverbs said that the wise woman builds her house. She strengthens it. She makes it better, and she edifies it. So my challenge to every mother today is to understand that what you're doing, homemaking, 
Not just baking cookies at the house. That's not what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about making that home, making that nucleus of the family, making it stronger every day. When you pray for your children, when you teach your children the word of God, when you teach your children to live by faith, when you teach them that God is what we need, when you teach them the word of God, it is more challenging than running a business. But it's also more important than running a business. You can replace CEOs and CFOs at will. You can replace heads of corporation boards all the time. We'll pull them out. We don't want you running this company. We want you running the company. They can change that all the time. We don't get that. You know what? I don't like my mom today, so I'm going to get another one. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm done with her. I want this one. But that also teaches us there is some discipline. There is some correction. And there is, and my wife said it, that there, there are no perfect parents. There are no perfect mothers. But thank God for our mothers that are building up their homes, that are building up their families that are strengthening that nucleus, that are raising children to fear God, to respect other people, to be kind and considerate to those around them. Thank God for our mothers. Thank God that we have ladies that strengthen their home through prayer. Thank God that we have ladies that strengthen their home through fasting. Thank God that we have ladies that are strengthening their home through the word of God, through times of devotion with their children. Thank God that we have the mothers today that are not sitting idly by as society mocks what they do, but they're saying, hey, what I'm doing is important. I might be working an outside job, but that's not taken away. I'm building up my house. I'm doing this, or I'm just at home. I'm this or that. Hey, women, don't ever feel diminished. Don't ever feel like you're not what you need to be. You are doing, uh, you are executing the most important job uh, in society. You are raising up people to be good, uh, responsible citizens uh, of a nation, of a society. You are training children of God uh, in the ways of God. Thank God for the mothers that protect their families from the attacks of the enemy. Thank God for the mothers that send things in the spirit and they pray when maybe the father does, is not even aware of what's going on. Maybe the children are not even aware of the attack that is happening. But there's a mother that is sensitive to the Holy Spirit and is praying, God, protect my children. God, protect my family. Lord, I pray against this. I speak against that. Thank God for the mothers that are building up their homes. Proverbs chapter 31 tells us she feeds the family, clothes the family, cares for the family. She's diligent in what she does. I'm not going to go through all that. You know it as well as I, as I do. Thank God for the mothers that show an example every day by how they live to their children, to their family, eventually to the grandchildren. Thank you, mothers, for leaving an inheritance, not just of money or possessions, but of a relationship with Jesus Christ. Because at the end of the day, all the other stuff can fail. 
But at the end of the day, the relationship with Jesus Christ is what is needed. I'm not going to be much longer, but let me let me say this. The Bible also says that with her own hands, the foolish woman brings down her own house. That means not outside influences necessarily, but with her own hands, by her actions, by her decisions, she's tearing down her family. She thinks only of herself. She ignores her children to satisfy her needs. God help us. And I don't think there are any mothers like that here today. But God help us that our mothers would build up their homes, that they would be involved in the homemaking, in the strengthening, in the encouraging, in the building up of the home and the guarding and the protection of the home. The foolish mother does not instruct her children in the ways of God, but she leaves them to society to direct. Just listen to what the television says. Just do what they do in the movies. I'm amazed. I shouldn't be. All these things coming out about Hollywood and sexual assault. Duh. I don't know how you translate that into Spanish. All these people are shocked at the sexual misconduct in Hollywood. That's all they promote in their movies. That's all they promote on the television. Why should they be shocked? that it's happening in real life. God forbid a mother says, learn everything you need to learn from the media. Get on Facebook and find out what life is about. It is what life is about, just what the bad stuff of life is about. But in doing those things, the woman is tearing down her own home. Thank God for mothers that love their children. Thank God for mothers that will fight for their children. Thank God for mothers that I'm not giving up on my children. They might have strayed from the paths of God. I'm not giving up on my children. I know people whose children are lost. I know preachers whose children are lost, but they still love their children, and they still communicate with their children. They don't believe the doctrine. They don't believe the Word of God. I'm not saying it's okay, but you don't give up on your children. These are my children. And there's a mother that is praying. There's a mother that's on her knees. There's a mother that's interceding. There's a mother when everybody says, give up on them. Let them go. There's a mother that says, no, I want to build up my home. I want to build up my house. I want to edify and strengthen. So the lost art of homemaking. I'm not talking about putting on an apron and baking cookies, although I do like cookies. Fresh baked cookies are awesome. Hmm. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about homemaking, building that home, that family, that the mother's role is so important to strengthen 
the family nucleus and that there is no mother that should ever feel bad if you have to work outside of the home, if you stay home, if you do a little bit of both from time to time. Just build up your family. Just strengthen your family. Just edify your family. Just don't neglect your children no matter what you do. If you work out or you work in or you stay home or you're gone every once in a while, don't neglect your children. Don't let anybody else raise your children. Don't let anybody else have the last word in the education of your children. And, and, and this, this it may be a little hard. Mother, that's your job. That's your responsibility. That's your task. It's not to anybody else. They have to go to school. I get that. You can't teach them trigonometry probably. You can't teach them physics and, and all those other things that, most of it doesn't apply in real life unless you actually do that stuff. But somebody's got to teach them. I get all that. I understand all that. But the mother is the number one educator of the children. The mother is the number one educator. And it's not just with school stuff. It's with life. It's with spirituality. It's with God things. Never abdicate your role as a mother in the life of your children. Stand if you would. I'm going to close in just a minute. It's in the power of a mother to save her children or condemn her children. So to every mother today, <clears throat> my challenge to you is to build your house with prayer, spiritual warfare, intercession, and God's word. And to the rest of us who are not mothers, my challenge to you today is to honor our mothers and our wives for the vital role that they fill in the church and in society. 2 Timothy 1.5, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois, in thy mother Eunice, and am persuaded that in thee also. Paul wrote to Timothy and he said, I the faith that is in you started in your grandmother. And from your grandmother to your mother. And your mother gave it to you. I know Timothy's father, the Bible tells us, was a Greek. He didn't get, apparently, his faith from his father. But even in that situation, and technically his mother should not have been marrying a Greek. But she did. Even in that kind of messed up home, your grandmother put it in your mother. And your mother put it in you. So when I remember the faith that is in you, it started with your grandmother and your mother. Mothers, you are so important. And I wish it was more than one day that we really, really celebrated mothers. Leave a legacy that will outlast your life. I want to ask this if we could. <clears throat> the mothers that are here, 
<clears throat> I don't want to embarrass anybody. If, if you would, if you're a mother, if you would come to the front. And if your family is here, if they would accompany you to the front. Those that could. We love every one of you. I don't have enough words to say how much we honor you and what you mean to us. And I understand every home is not perfect. My mom died when I was five years old. My dad remarried when I was eight. They got divorced a few years later. He's on his third wife. It's, it's my family life wasn't ideal. I get all that. So today I'm calling two stepmoms to wish them happy Mother's Day. But I, I can't to my mom. So I understand that every situation is not the idyllic, perfect family. I get that. And I realize for some that Mother's Day may be associated with some, some painful memories. But I do want to pray for every mother here today. And I want to honor you for what you mean to the church and to our society. Because we would not have what we have if it were not for our mothers. I hate it and I despise it. These men that have children and leave the mothers alone. I hate that we have single moms the way we, I, I absolutely despise that it is what it is. I wish I could flip a switch and change it. But sin is sin. And I can't really correct that. I wish I could. But I honor every mother here today. And I want to pray a special prayer over you today. And if your family member is with you, I want them to pray for their mother today. And when I'm done praying for the mothers, if we could just spend a few moments in the altar. I want to pray a prayer of blessing. And I want to ask you to also give a time of thanksgiving for your mother, for your wife. And we're going to thank the Lord for what he's given to us. Because our mothers are the ones that are making the homes. Lord Jesus, we come to you today. We are so thankful. So thankful for your presence that we feel today. Lord, we are so, so thankful for the mothers, for the wives that you've put in our lives. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for their importance. Thank you, God, for what they mean to us. Thank you, Lord, for the role that they fulfill. Thank you, God, for the importance that they mean to every one of us in this place today. Lord, you understand. You became flesh like we are. You had an earthly mother 
like we do. Lord, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful you understand what we feel. I'm so thankful, Lord, that you understand the importance of a mother. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to have mothers in our lives. Thank you, Jesus, for every mother today. And God, I pray right now a special blessing upon them. I pray, God, that you would strengthen their hearts, that you would strengthen their minds. As society begins to attack more and more, the importance of a mother and what she does in our home. Lord, I pray against those attacks. I pray against those spiritual attacks. I pray, God, that you would let every mother know and feel the power of your spirit in their lives, how valuable they are to us, how valuable they are to our nation, to our society, to the church, to the world. I pray, God, that they would feel and know and understand. I pray, God, that their hearts would understand how important what they mean God, we cannot do it without our mothers. I'm asking God that these attacks of the world would have no effect upon them. I'm asking God a blessing upon them. Lord, a renewed strength in our mothers. I know that they get weary. I know that they get weary. I know that they get tired. I know, God, as they pray day after day after day. I know as they intercede for their children and their spouses. I know, God, that it become overwhelming. But I pray your spirit to strengthen them. Let them feel the power of the Holy Ghost. Every mother in this place, God, that they would understand. God, that your spirit would strengthen and lift them up, that your peace would be upon them. God, that your angels would minister in their lives every day. God, let a blessing be upon them. They are so powerful in the Spirit. They are so mighty in the Spirit. I'm asking God your presence to touch them right now in a powerful, powerful way. Let a blessing of abundance be upon them. I pray, God, your power to work in them. Lord, let the Holy Spirit speak in their lives. I pray, God, that you would use them in a greater way. Let their influence be magnified in the Holy Ghost. I pray, God, for children that have been lost, that you would restore them to your kingdom. I bind together with these mothers that are praying for lost children. God, that you'd return them to your fold. I ask your blessing in a powerful way. God, upon every mother that's in this place, I thank you, Lord, for everyone. Thank you, Lord, for every mother. Thank you, Lord, for every wife. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for placing them in our lives today. Lord God, let your spirit do a work in everyone today. In the power of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.